All right, we're back with the Kick Six podcast. We hope you guys like the uh, the week two uh, recap. This is going to be our week three our picks, and we're going to do some some bold predictions on some early season uh, college football playoff picks as well as Heisman picks. I'm Nate. With me is my co-host Caleb. What's up, guys? How's it going? And we have our boy Jake with us again. How's everyone doing? All right. So um, thank you guys for for listening. Remember follow us on uh, Twitter at kick number six podcast uh, make sure you follow us like us and all that on Spotify tell your friends um, tweet at us text us call us whatever uh, we want to make sure we're putting out stuff that you guys want to hear so uh, we've already recapped week two so we're gonna jump right into it and we're gonna get to our picks for week number three and then uh, at the end of that we've got a a really good take on some Razorback football for all of our Hog fans out there for my boy Jake. So what do you got uh, for picks this week, Caleb? Uh, give, us, give, us the, um, give us the records so far. What was the records again? Our records? Yes. Yeah, um, you, are, you were 4-2 and two last week, so that brings your total to 7-5. I was 2-4, and four, which brings my total to 5-7. and seven. All right, all right. So I got a couple games on you. So we'll see what happens this week. We're going to do the picks a little bit different. We're going to offer the... The over-under uh, as a possibility um, as well. So that way we're not just stuck with the other team. We've got the possibility of picking the over or picking the under. So, all right, what do you got, Caleb? All right, first game of the week is North Carolina at Wake Forest. All right. The, uh, the spread on that one is NC plus three, and the over-under is 67 and a half points. 67 and a half. All right, so so Mac, Mac Brown and the boys in Carolina Blue are 2-0. and They're one of the only teams in the country that is 2-0 and against Power 5 opponents. There's not a lot of teams that can say they've played two Power 5 opponents, much less beat both of them. Uh, this, is a, this is a tough one. Uh, Caleb, you got the first pick. Um Jake, what do you think? What do you think about this game? What do you think about uh, Mac Brown and and uh, and the boys over there? Uh, I love Sam Howell. I think. I think Sam Howell, I the think, freshman. Gonna, you think he's gonna keep it up? Yeah, I think. I think UNC. He was thirty-one for forty-eight for five hundred and nineteen yards and four touchdowns. Yeah. So so far on the season, okay, that's that's pretty good uh, for freshman quarterback. And he's got some moxie. I like it. Okay, you said I got the first pick on that one. That's right. That's and we're right. doing it where I can either, like, if I don't like the over-under, I can take the – or if I don't like the spread, I can take the over-under. Is Absolutely, that how we're doing it? Okay. Yeah, so we're going to add that in there. Uh, the, spread, the spread's too close on that one. Um, I mean, I, I like UNC in this one. I, I think they're going to cover and win. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and go with the uh, the under on this one because I, I think that 67 and a half is just way too many points for those two way teams. Way too many points. Um, all right, that's a, that's a, that's a bold pick. Um, it looks like um, – North Carolina, they scored 28 and 24 in the first two games. Uh, they've got two wins over power, power Five opponents by a grand total of seven points. So uh, they're definitely not blowing anybody out. Um, Wake likes to go super fast. Wake likes to go super fast. Um, I, I think it's going to be over. Uh, it, it's North Carolina, and we're giving up how many points? No, what's what's the spread? Oh, what's the spread? Uh, NC plus three. NC plus three. Give me Wake and the three points. Uh, I think Wake squeezes this one out. Um, if if history repeats itself and Wake loses, it's going to be a close game. So I'm going to take Wake. I think they they get the win on the road. Um, 
and and Mac Brown. Though it's a good start, I still think uh, Wake takes him on this one. What do you think, Jake? If you had to pick, uh, if I had to pick, I would take I would take UNC, and I would actually take the over on this one. UNC and the over, yeah, I, I like the over. Uh, that that's a good pick. Uh, so hey, all three of us so kind of had a different, different opinion. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right on. So. Uh, this will be an interesting one to see. This is Friday night, so those of you that are not heading out to a high school game, um, sit back, relax. It's an early one, 5 uh, p.m. here Central Time, so sit back, watch that one, uh, and get a get kind of a primetime look at these two teams. I haven't got to watch much of uh, Mac Brown yet, but uh, this will be a fun one. Uh, get the weekend started off right. So, um, all right, what's the next one, Kim? Uh, we have Washington State, the Cougs. Versus Houston, also the Cougs. Also uh, the, the Coug on Coug. And this one is billed as the Advocare Texas kickoff. This is in uh, NRG Stadium there in Houston. Uh, these are two powerhouse offenses. Uh, what's the spread here, Kim? Uh, the spread is uh, Washington's, or they're actually Houston plus eight and a half. Houston plus eight and a half, Washington State minus eight and a half. Uh, over under was like 75 and a half. 75 and a half. 75 yes. and a half. Okay. Um, so Anthony Gordon comes in for Gardner Minshew. So if you guys weren't watching uh, old Gardner slinging around in the pros this week, he got his shot, looked really good. Uh, he has looked solid. Uh, 60 of 74, 884 yards, nine touchdowns, only one pick. Uh, the Eric King, our boy we talked about back, uh, back in the, uh, the OU game, uh, he's 29 of 53, 306 yards, three touchdowns, and one pick. Um, Washington State, believe it or not, has, you know, this Mike Leach air raid offense, but they use the running game efficiently. Uh, Max Borgie, uh, 17 carries, 162 yards, but he's got three touchdowns. So um, along with those stallion receivers, you know, I, I refer to some receivers as Kentucky Derby worthy. This is another <laughs> another group. They've got the stable. Um, they've got the hay piled up, and these guys are just – they're just feeding – all day long out there at Washington State. I think they're way too much, way too much for uh, Houston. Uh, I will take Washington State. I will give you the eight and a half. Um, I think it's going to be no contest. So you're taking Washington State to cover? Yeah, Washington State's going to cover. I think it's going to be something like uh, 54 to 35. All right, where are you at on this one, Kim? Oh, man. I don't know. Seventy-five and a half is the over/under. So both of these teams are sitting at fifty-eight and a half and thirty-four points a game, uh, respectively. So you're looking at you're looking at about <laughs> ninety ninety-two and a half points. I still I don't know. I still think that's high, but uh, just for the sake of it, I want to do something different. I'll, I'll take the over over All seventy. All right. So Caleb Caleb takes the over uh, seventy-five and a half. What do you got on this one, my Jake? My pick, I'm going to take Washington State, but I'm taking Houston to cover the spread. Okay. I think it's going to be a closer game. I'm not, I don't like the over-under. It's too far apart, for, or it's too big of an over-under for me Yeah. Um, to take a chance on that. So I'm going to take Houston covering, but I think Washington State wins. All right. So, yeah, Jake. Jake Jake's kind of with all of us. He's like, he, he thinks it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a blowout. Um, I'm high on my Cougs, like I always said. Um, if I had a pack. Pac-12 team, uh, this would be it. I would I would fly the old crimson uh, at this household. So um, I follow their their team pretty good, um, and I know quite a bit about them. So I think that they uh, they 
they dominate this one. But we will see again Friday night, right after the uh, North Carolina game. I know where I'm going to be. I'm going to be finally getting a chance to uh, to watch the Cougs when it's not 1 a.m. So. All right, where are we headed to next, Caleb? We're at our three. We're at our third game of the week. We're headed to uh, South Carolina, or Bama at South Carolina. Bama at South Carolina. Our first time picking uh, Saban and the boys. Yep. Um, the uh, spread here is twenty-five and a half. I'm, I'm assuming the it's over in under. Bama. Over, <laughs> yes, in <laughs> Bama's favorite. Bama's minus twenty-five and a half. Uh, the over under is sixteen and a half. Okay. Um, Bama hasn't played anyone yet, but I mean it's it's still Bama. So, and South Carolina, they're one and one. They lost to UNC and Mac Brown over there, and then they they beat Charlotte Southern. I mean, who is that? So, <laughs> I'm definitely gonna take Bama, and they're gonna cover pretty easily. I think it's gonna be they're gonna beat them by thirty or more. I'd say. Okay, I think I think that's a good pick. Kev takes Bama, gives up the the twenty five and a half. Um, I, I like th- I like this matchup. Um, Jake Bentley's gone, which I never thought he was that good, so he's out for the season. Uh, in comes Ryan Holinsky. He is the brother of Tyler Holinsky, uh, the Washington State Cougar who he passed away last year. Um, four-star recruit, freshman, comes in 24 of 30 uh, in their last game, 282 yards, two touchdowns, one pick. Um, he's going to get to see a real defense. This is not going to be a, a glorified high school defense that he faced this last week. Um, I think Bama's going to bring everything at him. Um, I, I think Bama's going to cover, um, and I'm going to take. I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take over sixty. I think Bama's going to put up. They're at fifty-two points a game. Um, I think they're going to put up something like fifty-two. Uh, I think um, South Carolina get a few late, um, you know, late touchdowns and, and put them over that that sixty mark. Um, so I, I'm going to take the over. On this one, but I I think Bama's not tested in this one. I completely agree. I think Bama beats South Carolina. I also think it's the over. I think you're right about uh, South Carolina maybe getting a few touchdowns in at the end, but I don't think this game's close. Right. Yeah. Right on. So. You taking both over? Yeah. Yeah, Jake's Jake's giving us his kind of his expert analysis. Where we're, we're Caleb and I, we're, we're we're picking these by the heart. Like like me, I want to see Ryan Holinsky go out there and 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 keep it close. I don't think it's gonna happen. Uh, but uh, Jake Jake brings us some uh, level-headed perspectiveness on that. So uh, where are we headed after this? Uh, this will be the fourth game this week. We're headed to the uh, the in-state rivalry. Of Iowa versus Iowa State, and that is uh, oh, headed to Ames at Iowa State. Yeah, yeah Ames, Iowa. Uh, this is uh, this is the game day. Uh, college game day going to be college there. College game day, first time in Ames. Uh, <laughs> Probably <laughs> vivid seats as we can get tickets as low as two hundred twenty-two dollars. Oh, I'm so down for that. Let's let's head on up to Ames, and that's and not too far from El, uh, Arkansas. Is All it? right, so I got I got a question for our, our resident. Um, uh, college football uh, nerd here, Jake. What is the trophy called? Iowa State versus Iowa. What is the trophy called? I don't know that. It's called the Cyhawk Trophy. The Cyhawk. Isn't that cool? They couldn't think of anything, so they're like, we're going to take half of both teams' mascots and combine it. Oh, wow. It's almost uh, as cool That makes as sense, but the, the like, it should be the like the Scarecrow <laughs> or the Corn Bowl or something. <laughs> corn, corn Bowl. The cornhole, <laughs> the cornhole bowl. 
Uh, yeah, so so Iowa, Iowa State, um, they they are one and zero. Iowa is two and zero. This is one of those games where it, it's going to be a sweaty one in the trenches. Um, y- you never know what you're going to get. Iowa, you know, like other like Florida. Uh, Iowa's going to Iowa. Y- y- you don't really know. Uh, I think Iowa State's a pretty tough um, Big 12 team, right? They're the team that had, like, the, the linebacker that started playing quarterback for a while a couple years ago, and they beat OU, <laughs> and then now he's back playing linebacker. I don't really know. I don't, I don't know about these teams. Iowa State was, I like, was, gonna Iowa was like, the funny. third best team last year in the, in the, the Big 12, right? Yeah. Uh, they went out and played Washington State in the bowl game, the Alamo Bowl, my, my very favorite bowl game that there is, uh, and they got hammered. So I, I don't know. Uh, this is my pick, right? <laughs> yeah, the spread is uh, Iowa minus two and a half, two, and the over-under is 45. So apparently no one knows what to do on this game. The yeah. over-under is 45 points. So Iowa's at 30, 34 points a game. Uh, Iowa State's at 29 points a game. Um, Iowa's only given up seven points a game. Um, Iowa State's given up like twenty six points a game. So, <laughs> I mean, this is this is really really close to call. Um, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the home team. All right, since so it's basically a coin flip. All right, give me Iowa State. I will give you the two points. And if if Iowa wins, I'm completely content with that. I think this is a good one to pick because it's like. It it really is such a coin flip. Sorry, I'm keeping track of these. I gotta write them down because <laughs> I'll forget. Um, what do you say those uh, no, those numbers? Under, the number no, the numbers that they've been scoring. Uh, Thirty-four points a game for Iowa for the Hawkeyes, and twenty-nine uh, points a game for Iowa State. Here's one thing to think about, though. Nate Stanley, quarterback of Iowa, he's got some experience. Uh, in their two games, he's 37 of 58. I didn't know Iowa could, could throw 58 passes. I, I no, thought that was like yeah, a season, that's season high. But he's thrown 58 passes for 488 yards, but he's got six touchdowns. So you're thinking three touchdowns a game through the air for Iowa, and you got to think Iowa State has a Big, Ten, or a, a Big 12 defense. Yeah. So um, 45, so that that's giving them – 20, 22 and a half points each, 20, 21. I, I think and, one. And that seems about right. It's going like to be a close game, but I think they're going to score more more like in the 35, oh, 30 range. Bold. bold. I'm going to take the over on that oh. one. I want to see some air it out. Not, nothing you're used to about Iowa and Iowa State. I'm going to go with the over. All right. Caleb takes the over. I took Iowa State. Jake, give us, give us some, some knowledge. All right, well, you want to knowledge this game. I'm not going to give it to you because, like you said, <laughs> it is also a coin flip. Um, I'm going Iowa State for the sole reason that I played baseball with a kid on their team for like three years. So oh. I'm going to go Iowa State and the over. Iowa that State is my pick. And the over. All right, all right. Jake's probably gonna probably gonna go undefeated this week, uh, as our, our, our as our resident picking with his brain rather than his heart. Uh, <laughs> Caleb and I like the parody in it, and we we just we want to see some fun. Jake's over here; um, he's bringing it to us straight. So, all right. So we've got what a couple more games to go to. Uh, I'm excited about this. This one's at uh, this Iowa game, uh, middle of the day uh, on Saturday. So this would be a good. Uh, no, this is the middle. This is 3 p.m. Uh, Central. So this will be a good one to get ready before 
the big nightcap. What do we got next? All right. For our fifth game of the week, we head back to SEC country, and we got uh, Florida versus Kentucky in Lexington. So the Kroger Field uh, home field advantage for the Cats. The long checkout line of Kroger Field. That's right. <laughs> the long line. Um, all right. So there, there's some interesting things happening uh, down there in Lexington. Um what do you what do you got on that? It uh, they've got some injuries. What's going on? Um, yeah, their quarterback, he's out for the season. Wilson, I don't know why I didn't write down his first name, but I didn't. It, but uh, uh, Terry Wilson. Yeah, Terry Wilson. Yeah, he's out for the season. Torn. Uh, I think they did an MRI on his knee. Possibly, most likely, torn ACL. And then also uh, patella tendon. It says that's okay. And also for Florida, is. our brother from another mother. The wide receiver, uh, I didn't get his first name either. I'm, I'm an idiot. Uh, his last name is Tony, though, so. Uh, T-O-N-E-Y. Yeah, he's out also. Now, he, he's a big-time receiver, yeah, kick he, returner, punt returner. He's, he uh, did good things against Miami. He did. He did. He, he did good things about Miami. He's been there for a few years. Um, so um, he's out as well. Um, they, they say the incoming uh, quarterback for Kentucky had a good career at Troy. Okay, um, so a, a, a group of five team, right? If yeah. you think about this, but think about who beat, who did Troy beat a couple years ago? Uh, I believe that was uh, who was that? LSU. Yeah, LSU. We I was gonna say Arkansas because they, <laughs> they, they would have beat Arkansas. <laughs> uh, yes, they would. <laughs> but uh, so, so I, I'm pretty sure he was part of that. So he's a grad transfer. Uh, he'll be taking over. Terry Wilson is not is not impressive, right? So he 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 gets the job done, um, but uh, I don't see that's a big deal. Um, Felipe Franks, we all we're not even going to go down that route. Yeah, but, don't get me started um, again. Yeah. Like last podcast, don't get me started on Felipe Franks. We're not going to get uh, on, on the Felipe Shanks, um, but uh, so <laughs> I, th- I think Florida is way overrated. Uh, the number nine rating, I think that's that's garbage. Um, so, so what do you got for a spread and over and under on that? Um, they're giving uh, Florida minus five and a half on that one, and the over under is fifty and a half. Yeah, eight and a half is the over under, or sorry, the spread. Okay, okay. Over under eight and a half. It's possible. Felipe Franks, sixteen of fifty four for fifty eight yards and four picks. It is a. <laughs> Six to three game, and they cover the over. Dang. Six to two, and oh, they no, still cover. Under, under at eight and a half. Eight and a half. Oh. oh. And I guarantee you, if they win, six to three, Felipe Franks is chest bumping, uh, King Konging it over on the sideline. <laughs> <laughs> Puffing the baby powder out there. He's the got air. the baby powder. He's got it all. So, um, yeah, let's... <laughs> It's my pick, right? No, this, I think this one's mine. No, this is game number five, right? You did you did one, three and five. And five. Okay. All right. What do you got, Kim? Oh man. I don't know. I haven't really done any research on Kentucky. Is is the home I haven't field seen them play worth something, right? Yeah. So so if the home field advantage is what, at least the field goal. Yeah. Okay. So So then they're saying that this game is actually an eleven point spread or something like that. Yeah. Ah, man, I don't know. I haven't watched any Kentucky this year, so I don't know if I can go with them. But I mean, it is Florida. They played Miami, who lost to NC North Carolina, and looked terrible in that game. 
and then they played UT Martin, who's awful. But uh, <laughs> Kentucky's beaten Eastern Kentucky and Toledo. That's not much better. So I really don't know what to do hey, on this but one. But they overcame the turnover pencil. No, that's accurate. That's, that's, that's accurate. accurate. Well, either way, I'm sure Toledo's got something like the the, the turnover turkey or something. So, so. I'm I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna <laughs> turnover turkey, <laughs> the turnover. Uh, uh, what is their mascot? The freaking the Wildcats, the Gators. I, I guess I don't know the Toledo's. Toledo is uh, the Zips, right? Yeah. No, that's yeah Akron. <laughs> Man, I'm all, I, I love Akron. <laughs> the Rockets. Rockets. The, oh yeah, the, the uh, turnover uh, cream hunt, right? They beat Arkansas. The turnover they jet beat fuel. That's another team. The that turnover beat Arkansas. jet fuel. <laughs> the turnover jet fuel. Um, I'm gonna st- shy away from picking the uh, the spread, so I'm gonna go with the over under, and I'm gonna pick. Um, what's it, 25. Hey, both these teams are uh, over 30, 34 points a game. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Uh, based on that, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick the over because I, I have no idea what Kentucky looks like this year, so that that's all I can do. There's probably gonna be lots of sacks. There's gonna be lots of terrible throws. Um, you've got a, you got a first time starting quarterback uh, for U UK. Uh, you know what Felipe Franks is gonna give you. Um, you, you never know. You, ne- you never know. Um, all right, so Caleb, you're gonna take you're gonna take the over. Um, you know what? Give me Kentucky. Give me eight points. And Kroger Field, it's a win-win, baby. Uh, I will take Kentucky. Give me Kentucky and eight. What do, okay. you, what do you think, Jake? I think it's at Florida, right? No, it's at Kentucky. Oh, it is at, oh it's at Kentucky. That's right. Oh, yeah. You just said that. Um, Kroger. I'm still going to go Florida. I think if Kentucky wouldn't have lost their QB, uh, I think this game probably hits the over, and Kentucky has a chance. But I think it's going to be low scoring, considering I don't think Kentucky's going to be able to score. And uh, so I'm going to go Florida, and I'm going to take the under. All right, all right. So so Jake will be giving up the points, and uh, he thinks it's going to be a going to be a slow scoring, sweaty one. So I like it. All right, guys. For our uh, last game of this week, we head to we head over to uh, Pac-12 country, and. Sorry, we're riding so much on BYU, but they've had a tough schedule Cougs. the last. The Cougs, they've had a tough schedule the last three. They, uh, they, they actually find they get a home game now, and they host a uh, USC. USC. So we touched on this in our recap. Uh, USC looked dominant. Um, Graham Harrell offense. He said at the beginning of the year he was looking for if this offense is running effect- effectively. 50 points a game, no less. Uh, and w- we saw right around that against Stanford. Um, granted, I think I, I said – I picked Stanford to win last week. And I said that I thought Stanford was on the way down, but I didn't think this was a b- the big fallout year. Um, but Keenan Slovis, uh, the freshman quarterback that came in for injured JT Daniels, looked phenomenal. Um, he, he ran the offense very, very effectively – uh, guys were just wide open, and I don't know if that's Stanford just not having the guys to be there or if it's offensive scheme. Part of me wants to say it's offensive scheme. Another part wants to say, again, USC is that team with the Kentucky Derby, um, you know, dudes out on, on the perimeter. So um, they've got, um, you know, they've got St. Brown, um, 
and a cast of others out there on the outside USC. Uh, what's what's the spread here? Uh, the spread is minus USC minus four. Wow. So for, that's a that's a lot closer spread than I thought. Yeah. Um, you know, even if it is on the road, BYU's tough. I mean, they've got a they've got a power five victory over a, a stellar Tennessee team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they 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 really didn't get blown out at Utah. Um, if you think about this, their quarterback threw two pick sixes against Utah, um, and they only lost uh, against Utah thirty to twelve. Okay, so you take those two pick sixes out of it, and even if you give your defense a chance to play, that's twelve points. All right, so you're looking at eighteen to twelve right yeah. there. And, and granted, their defense could have given up touchdowns in those situations. Um, but it's a total different game. Um, Zach Wilson came back. I said it in the Utah game. He plays really well. Um, comes back against Tennessee. Looks really good. Uh, he's 40 for 62, 440 yards, one touchdown, two picks on the season. So so not great numbers. Um, but I think they keep this one close. Man, I really want to see BYU win. Like, I, I am – I have I've bought, high in, on, I, high I've on bought the, into the, the stock – I'm I'm drinking the Kool Aid like I I will be at two thirty on Saturday watching this game, wanting BYU to win for that reason, and because Notre Dame plays USC. I think USC is going to win. I think they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna cover, but I'm gonna pick BYU for the sake of all day. I want to be rooting for BYU. So give me the four and a half. Give me BYU. I've got a couple game lead on Caleb. Let's hope that's what happens. For the sake of me needing to make a comeback, <laughs> and for the sake that uh, USC comes off that that big win. Well, I guess it's big against Stanford. I don't. That Stanford team, they're on they're on a down downswing this year, I think. But uh, for the sake of needing to come back, and for button heads with my brother, I, I'm going to pick <laughs> USC to cover. All right. So we uh, we're back and forth. What do we got? Let's give us some knowledge, Jake. All right. I'm going to go. You're going to like this, Nate. I'm going BYU. Oh, yes. And I'm going to take the under. Um, I think this uh, freshman quarterback for uh, USC, I think he had a great game against Stanford, but I also think he had a great game because there's no film on him. And I think BYU is going to get film. It's at BYU, correct? It's at BYU. BYU just came off a win against an SEC opponent. I mean, granted, it's Tennessee. But it's still that to them. (laughs) I mean, to to them, that's an SEC team. I think they're going to be riding high. Uh, I want I want BYU. Well, and if you think about this, so how many years in the bowl picks? You know, every year you look at the bowls. BYU is there. BYU beat somebody. Every and, and they they beat someone every year. Okay, I thought it was going to be Utah. Yeah. Um. So I thought, hey, they might be two and zero. You know, if a couple things go differently in that game with a game uh, with a a marquee win against Utah, right? They're supposed to be the the Pac 12s you know, darling this year. Um, we'll see how that plays out, but. Man, I hope they've got it in them. Go Cougs. Go Cougs. Riding high on those Cougars up in Provo. uh, Provo. I'm I'm headed there. All right, so um, that's the picks this week. Um, We've got uh, we've got some interesting ones. We'll see how we'll see how old Jake does um, this week. Um, (laughs) Stepping into the role of of using his brain over his heart um, because uh, the Caleb, outlier Caleb as you will like to, uh, to use our hearts on uh, on our picks and and uh, what's going to make Saturday afternoon the most fun uh, around the house so all right um, that does it for our week two or excuse me week three picks 
Uh, now we're going to turn it over to Jake with his uh, Arkansas Razorback uh, rundown. All right, bef- before we get to Jake, I know he's anxious to get to call those hogs, but uh, give us your picks. Tweet us, uh, kick number six podcast on Twitter. Right. All right, here you go, Jake. All right, Jake, let's hear it. What do you got for the hogs? All right, first off, I'm going to start with the negatives. I'm going to start with what was bad. Um, I would say the play calling in the first half might be the worst play calling I've ever seen, whatever that wild hog was. Rakeem Boyd, I'm not (laughs) kidding you, caught the ball and would, like, wave at the linebackers, like, here, come through. You will never get this. The thing is, is, we don't have the O-line to run that. I mean, they can't open holes for that to work. And then and then they're running the wild hog and they're not sending anybody in motion. <laughs> like it, so, I'm so, sorry, so no one's in motion. Rakeem Boyd can't throw, no, and they're not even running routes. Not that off we know of, it. and he's not. He's obviously not a threat to throw. Um, I thought that. Uh, I thought, and I'll get to the play calling later on. Um, and I also thought, and it's not necessarily. I don't think it was bad. I think it could have been a lot worse. But the O line play, I think. <laughs> I think uh, the O-line play could have been better. But, I mean, when you have – you know, you got four new starters on the O-line. Like, biggest part of O-line is chemistry. Yeah. So, I think they'll start coming together. They didn't look terrible. I think it's their run blocking. I mean, Rakeem Boyd's getting hit so almost immediately at the line of scrimmage. And Ole Miss isn't – Yeah. I mean, you wait till you play Bama. <laughs> and Rakeem Boyd loses his head. Auburn. I mean, Auburn is going to be – Yeah, they got Derek Brown. That it, kid's going to destroy whoever's it, in the middle. It doesn't it, matter. It could be him – and our best three linemen. Yeah, right. And everyone else could go on the, Which, on the sideline. Yeah, and you got to come to the, I mean, there's not much Morris can do. I mean, he's got, I think, uh, he's got a Juco kid. He's got one guy that's been here for four years. And then I think the other three are either freshmen or sophomores. Right. So, I mean, it's not like. And they like, had a big injury on the old line. Right. right. And yeah. so it's not like he can, there's not that much he can do. Um, but I would say that was a, a bad uh, part of that game. And I would say the secondary. Secondary worries me. Uh, Cameron Curl's good. He's okay, but the rest of the secondary, McClellan, whatever that kid's name is, dude, kid couldn't play for Gravit. I mean, come <laughs> on, like, that, he's he's and, not good. The Greg Greg Brooks Jr. He's a freshman. I think he's got to be good, but, but he's a freshman and he's playing he's in the SEC. Freshman. And yeah. then you got Joe Fusha, who um, he's a true sophomore, and he's playing the other safety position. And I think he will be good too. But I mean, they just have so much young. Yeah, they have so many young guys back there outside of Curl, and really, Curl moved to safety. His sophomore year, he and played corner his freshman year. And what you, what <laughs> people need to realize is, if you're a freshman or you're a sophomore, okay, and you're at Arkansas, you're a good athlete, but you're not a freshman or a sophomore playing at Bama or Clemson or Notre Dame or Georgia. Right. You know what I mean? You're you're not the cream of the crop. You or know, or any other Power Five school. <laughs> yeah, but but you you need those years. Of development, and you look at these guys that that have been in the program for years, they look a lot different than when they came in. Whereas these these five star recruits that come in, I mean, most of them are turnkey ready to go. You know, I mean, and they just get better and better the longer in the program. Right. But but these guys, when they're not starting out, say, you know, if if you're starting out at 100 miles an hour by the end of year four, you're going to be at 120 miles an hour. Where these Arkansas guys are starting out at at 80. Mm-hmm. And four years later, they're getting to a hundred. Right. So, you know, <laughs> right. You can't put them out there at eighty going against these guys that are one hundred twenty right. and expect it's it's going to work out. So, 
Um, yeah, so they're they're definitely definitely at a disadvantage. So what do you? Got? I mean, there was a lot more bad, obviously, <laughs> in that game. I mean, they got smoked, right? But I will say, I think they found their QB. I think Starkle. I mean, when you compare Starkle and Hicks, it's night and day. It's it, it's really not even close. You watch the uh, the out routes that Starkle throws. I mean, they get there so much faster, yeah. and that forces the corners to play closer. And when you get the corners to play closer, you start you know you Beat start them. getting deep routes. I mean, when you get Ben Hicks out there, the guy doesn't have a strong arm. He just he just doesn't. I mean, there's nothing he can do about that. Uh, he doesn't have a strong arm. He's not accurate. So I mean, you've got safeties almost playing. Them. They're not afraid. They're not afraid of getting beat. You yeah. get Starkle out because there because the ball's start, in the air long enough right. where they can get to it. And yeah. then you get Starkle out there. You know, he starts spreading the field, and that opens up for Raheem Boyd. That opens up for more play calling. So I do think they found their QB. I don't know if you'll see success this year, but I do think he should stay with Starkle no matter what. I do not think he should go to Hicks. If, if, you know, like say Starkle comes out and plays bad against Colorado State, he should not go to Hicks. He should stay with Starkle because he's going to be the guy next year. Yeah. And if you take him out, if you keep switching him in and out, we're going to get another Ty Story, Cole Kelly yeah, situation. And you don't want that. Yeah. And then I will say our young wide receivers are good. They are, they were recruited, you know, they were high recruits, you know, everybody was talking them up. They are what what yeah. everybody thought they were. Trey yeah. Knox is and, and very give him, good. Give them a year, you yep. know, and then, and then they're, right. they're going to be well, a Well, and lot, then you got Traylon Burks. That kid's like 6'3", 225, yeah. and he's out there making people miss like he's 5'9", you know, yeah. 170, like he's a small guy. Yeah. I mean, so I do think they have – I mean, they have the talent to score. I mean, they got O'Grady, Boyd. You got the young receivers on the outside. You got Starkle. I just don't know if you'll see it this year. Um, I mean, Boyd is our best player by far. Like it, you have to run the offense through him this year. There's yeah, just no, there's just no choice. Thirty five carries, 181 yards and touchdowns. Right, and I also think Morris's offense will work in the SEC. I know a lot of people are skeptical about that, but if you go back and rewatch that second half, I mean, they had that screenplay where O'Grady looked over his wrong shoulder. Yeah, um, that was a touchdown. Yeah, that I mean, Circle, Circles had a decent number, 21 of 29, yep. 200, 250 yards just under a uh, touchdown and a pick you right. know, in, in backup role, basically, you know, right. coming in when when they're down. Um, this game this week against Colorado State, I thought Colorado State looked pretty good against Colorado. Now, Colorado uh, beat Nebraska. They're 2-0. Um, oh, they look good. But the, the Rams look good. I mean, they do. They're, they're a different team than we played last year. Yep. I think they're better, and Colorado State won. So, if if this is a win for the Hogs, which a lot of people at the beginning of the year penciled it in as a win, we talked about how last last week's game was was the battle for last place in the SEC West, which I I stand behind that I still think it is. Um, they're gonna have to have extreme improvement, or they're gonna have a loss right. at home to Colorado. State. Well, I mean, if you if you watch that second half, I mean, they had the screen touchdown. Just a mental error. O'Grady looked the wrong way, or Starkle threw it to the wrong side. There's been debate about what it was. And then you had Rakeem Boyd running up the seam, and he overthrew him. Or not Rakeem Boyd, Devall Whaley. Yeah. He had him running up the seam, missed him. That's another touchdown gone. Trey Knox had like a 50-yard touchdown that got called back on the legal man upfield. Yeah. So that's 21 points that they just left off the board. So it's not like wasn't there. they it wasn't weren't. The it, they just didn't have, you know, it's just mental mistakes. You got a bunch of young guys, and then you got a QB who hasn't played in a year. Yeah. So that's going to happen. Um, quarterback for, um, for Colorado State, Colin Hill. Um, six five junior, he he's thrown seventy eight passes, completed fifty five of them, uh, for seven hundred thirty eight yards and seven touchdowns. Only thrown two picks. He he's 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 a difference maker, 
And that young secondary that you talked about, that's going to be rough because I didn't think the quarterback for Ole Miss was was anything special. Yeah. I don't know that Colin Hill is, but I, I think he's probably better. Talking about inexperience, um, one touchdown got called back because we had a player downfield that was ineligible. We had a we had the yeah. So um, that I mean that's 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 just pure not knowing what's going on. Right. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, granted the 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 points are there, but you but you got to execute. You right. got to score them. Yep. You, you got to make sure there's no penalties. I agree. Um. You know that's 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 the issue. Um. I think I don't know. I think it's another rough year. We'll see. Oh yeah, I think it is going to be a rough year. I think I do have us winning five. I think you know Portland State. That's a win. I think we beat Colorado State. I think we beat San Jose State, and I think we beat Western Kentucky. I think that that's four. And then, and then I sneak one. Well, I w- had it at four, and then UK lost their QB. Yeah. So that obviously depends on how this new guy plays. But I do think I mean Kentucky's winnable. They lost yeah. so many players to the draft. Right. Like that's a winnable game. I know it's at Kentucky, but that that's not. That that's not crazy to think. And, we and can't Kentucky win that. reminds me of like a late Houston nut, early um, Petrino era Arkansas mm-hmm. team, where about every four, three to four years, they're going to have a really good group, mm-hmm. and they're going to lose all those guys, and they're going to be decent for a couple of years, and they're going to have another really good year. Yeah. You know, we went to the Sugar Bowl, uh, played K State, uh, won that game, right? Yep. Um, and then we were down. You know, and it was kind of that cycle there for a while from about 2000 to, you know, somewhere in the, the 2012, mm-hmm. tw- 11 range. Well, in that 10 years there. You know, a lot of people want success now, but I don't think people realize how bad Bielema left it for Morris. Absolutely. Especially with their um, the coaching styles. I mean, they're complete, they're literally polar opposite yeah. of what Bielema wanted to do. I mean, he left him with no O line, no playmakers. Right. I mean, they had Rakeem Boyd, which is great, but that's, you know, that's, that's one guy. They had Ty Story, can't even make Western Kentucky. So that tells you how bad it was last year. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, my biggest, my thing that I was going to talk about, the, uh, the, the uh, oh, what am I? I'm, the most? I'm blanking. Um, the theory. Okay. I think what happened, I think what you saw in the first half was Joe Craddock calling the plays. Okay. I think at halftime, I think Morris said we're starting Starkle. And I think he said, I'm calling the plays. Because if you watch that second half, it didn't even look like, like the same, same offense. It, it, I mean, it looked completely different. I think Morris took over play calling in that second half. And so I'm kind of – I could be completely wrong. But that's just what it looked like. I mean, he was scheming guys open. He was calling plays that were weaknesses of Ole Miss's defense. And then you watch that first half, we're running the freaking wild hog for well, – we ran it, what, six, seven times? Yeah, and we got no, no, no reason, yards off of for it. For no reason. So, like, I think Morris probably – took over after he put Starkle in. I could be completely wrong on that. But that just feels like what happened. Yeah. And I want to touch on one more thing. All right. Bobby Petrino going to Little Rock. Did you see this? No. Oh, yeah, the touchdown apo- club. Yeah, he apologized okay, to everybody. Right and everybody. Bobby. So now everybody, boy, Bobby. everybody thinks that we're going to fire Craddock and bring in Bobby as our offensive coordinator. Hey, let's do it. Dude, I would be I would, all for I that. I would support that. Are you kidding? I'd send in my, my $50 hey, to support that. He made a mistake eight years ago. That's right. Let's bring him back as offense coordinator. Let Morris recruit. Let that guy run the offense. Hey. I don't know how true it is, but, I mean, why else would he apologize? Yeah. So this is your big uh, theory when we were talking before. Was yeah. The calling the plays in the second half. Oh, okay, okay. I thought you were talking about and the Petrino, yeah. Okay. I didn't even think about him. Like might might be 
reason why he came and apologized is they might be thinking of that. Well, but he, he may not want a head coach anymore. I mean, he I wouldn't have, if I was would, him. Yeah. Not here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it, Louisville was I mean, a dumpster fire. Well, the problem with Louisville yeah. is they have athletes. He, he, yeah, you he watch has, Notre Dame games. They have athletes at Louisville. It's just yes, whatever happened behind the scenes yeah. was was not mm-hmm. going on. So. Well, I mean, he had a legit team in Arkansas. He really did. Like yeah. that's not me being Homer. Like he no. had a team that could compete for a national championship that year. Yeah. And yeah. then John L. Smith came in, and we got blown out by Rutgers at home. So that tells you what happened. Seventy three to nothing against Bama. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I was in the stadium for that. It was yeah. It was beautiful. So uh, that's all I have on the Hogs, though. All right. Well, hey, Jake. That that sounds good, man. We really <laughs> appreciate that. Um. So. We, we did the shorter episode on the recap. We're getting a little longer on this one, but we're going to give our uh, takes on the uh, the college football playoff um, contenders, who we think are there uh, for this uh, this year. We'll do this again probably week four. Uh, we'll do it again probably week six. Every couple of weeks we'll we'll touch on this, maybe week eight, and uh, we'll, we'll see how we look yeah. and, and see, if, uh, see if we're holding up strong. So, um, Caleb, we're going to let you go first. You give me your four – College football uh, playoff picks uh, after this this week. After this week, okay. Of course, we got Clemson number one. Um, I haven't watched Bama, but they haven't played anyone, so it's it's also Bama. They they tend to step up whenever times whenever they get to SEC play. They always, they usually just and, and they're Bama. Yeah, they get the and it's Bama. So I'm gonna. I don't want to put them at two. I'm going to put them at three, and I'll come back to two because uh, I saw some things from a team that I think is going to beat Bama, and that's LSU. I'm putting them at two. I mean, J- Joe Burrow absolutely went off on a really good Texas team who's going to do things in the Big 12 this year and just – I don't know. I, I think LSU – from the games that they've played and beating an opponent like Texas, I think so far what I've seen is they have the leg up on Bama. So I'm going to put them at number two. And um, from a four spot, I'm kind of torn between OU and um, Ohio State. Ohio State's look really good. Uh, Justin Fields, I mean, he's – Do you think Georgia loses to the team from the West in the SEC championship? Um. If it's Bama, no. If it's LSU, I think there's a real good possibility that LSU wins the SEC this year. So, I don't know. Those those three teams are right there at the top. I mean, I- any given day, it doesn't matter. They one of them can they can play the game three times and have three different winners. And that's, that's the, just that's how that's, that's how the I feel. of college football. We can we, yeah. we can recap this all day and every couple of weeks is going to be something different. But but as of as of the uh, as of right now, week two. Or it's going into week three. I think I'm going to give the edge to Ohio State just because they've played better opponents than OU. Well, OU played Houston, which Cincinnati was. Good Cincinnati's a good team. They're going to be good in the uh, the American Athletic Conference. Yep. Is, that, is that what they're in? Yeah. And I'm going to give the edge to uh, Ohio State. But I mean, if they if they falter at all, if they play a good team and it's closer, if Justin Fields. Tweaks and ankles out for a couple of weeks. I'm gonna give the I'm gonna give the advantage to OU just because Jalen Hurts is an animal. I mean, the first game against Houston, he had what four touchdowns and 
500 yards of offense, and I just I want to see that kid do good this year. And uh, so that that's what I have it. That's what I have my top four right now. So so October 26th, Wisconsin at number six, Ohio State. Yeah, we will be at the big house. Notre Dame goes to Michigan, uh, so this will be right down right down the road from there. Um, that's the one to watch. Yes, uh, I, I think I think the winner of that is obviously the Big Ten champion. At, at, of course, at this juncture, yeah. week two, uh, Wisconsin 110 to nothing in its first two games. Uh, they beat two that's two an, FBS teams. That's an or, impressive number. Yeah, FBS teams. They beat two FBS teams. Granted, they were they're a group of five teams, but that's going to be a game. Yeah. All right. What do you got, Jake? Caleb has uh, Clemson one, LSU two, Bama three, Ohio State. Four and, and we got to think that the narrative to get two SEC teams in is is going to make things tricky. But uh, what do you got, Jake? All right, I'm going to go. I think the obvious one too is uh, Clemson Bama. I don't think Clemson loses their spot. I don't see them. They probably go undefeated. Honestly, Bama. I th- I think Bama goes undefeated because my number three. I'm going to put Ohio State. I think the only team Ohio State could potentially lose to, in my opinion, is Wisconsin. Yeah. And Jonathan Taylor. I think. If they beat Wisconsin, I think they're in well, the top four. They, they play such a different game, and that's usually what throws Ohio State off. You look at their mm-hmm. losses. They're these random one-off games on the road. Now, granted, they've got Wisconsin at home, but they're against a team that's totally opposite, polar opposite yeah. of them. Um, it's going to be Wisconsin's going to control the ball. Mm-hmm. They're going to run it. They're going to they're going to pound it, you know, up front with the, with the big hogs on the O line. And it's going to get Ohio State out of the rhythm. If Ohio State's going blow for blow, I, I want to see Ohio State against OU. I want to see uh, Ohio State against even Texas or, or right. LSU. Right. And, and that's a game where Ohio State, I feel like, has an advantage because they got just as many dudes as the other guys. But right. when you play a team like Wisconsin, those guys are on the bench half the game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they're not scoring if they're on the bench. So I think my number four team is going to be LSU. I think – with wins again at Texas, with a win at Texas, you win. Would say they win. The only game they lose is Bama. They would have a win at Texas, A and M, Auburn. Um, they play Florida. Florida. Uh, All of those home. teams are top. But yeah, top six, ten right now. Yeah, except for A and M. I think they're sixteenth. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I mean, assu- uh, obviously those teams will fall out. I'm sure some of those teams might fall out. Um, but I mean, you take those wins, and it's probably going to be between them and OU, assuming they went out. Besides Bama, it's going to be between them and OU, and I think you put LSU in because OU plays West Virginia. They're terrible. You saw them play Mizzou. I mean, they got blown out. Um, West Virginia is terrible. They play Texas. That's going to be their only challenge of the season. They have Kansas, uh, K-State. They're not good. Baylor's not good. Oklahoma State's not that good this year. Yeah. So I think I think LSU will have more quality wins, okay. in my opinion. Uh, I agree with that. So, so Jake has Clemson 1, Bama 2, Ohio State 3, LSU Four. So he's got the exact ones that I have. I think Ohio State barely edges out that win against the Badgers. I think they beat Harbaugh by 30, maybe 35. Um, so I've got Clemson one. They're going undefeated. Um, I want them to beat Harbaugh by like six. I've got, and this and this is because I want this to happen, and it's, it's, it's a what have you done for me recently thing. Okay, LSU is like, what's on our radar right now. But and this may change, but this is why we'll do it later on. But I'm going LSU two. And here's what happens. They win 
all those games on the road. Beautiful. Okay. They beat Bama. They're in a matchup with Georgia, undefeated teams in the SEC championship. Okay. I think they win. I think LSU goes undefeated. This is a year. And it could change. They could lose. They could lose to someone crazy, you know, like you can't count Auburn out for getting or that A&M, win. For example. Auburn, Auburn last year at home, uh, the guy hit the, the long field goal to win. So, right. Um, Which I will say Auburn doesn't look good. Gus Malzahn is on no, a the, hot seat. The, the, the offense is just it, – it's not what it was 10 years ago for Malzahn. So, it's not. So no. I'm going Clemson 1, LSU 2. I'm going Ohio State number three, running the table, and then I'm going uh, Bama four. So we're gonna get the so, Clemson Bama matchup first so, game. So exactly round round what like five or six or something crazy, right? Yeah. So so Nick Saban, the boys from Bama, don't make it to the SEC championship again and make the playoff. So I've got I've got Clemson, LSU, Ohio State, Bama, and that that's my picks for. For the playoff, yeah, and the, and the the o, OU LSU thing or the OU Bama thing is going to stir a lot of controversy because I don't think OU loses this year. I think they probably go undefeated, but I just I think say LSU wins out and Bama's only loss is to LSU. And honestly, I think if LSU beats Bama and Georgia, they'll be number one. Yeah, they would have to be. They they wouldn't even in, be in, two. In I no, think it would in be no, LSU in no, in no scenario. But if anything, if history repeats itself, they'll leave Clemson one for no reason because no one's been proven to knock them off. But they also, I don't think, would want two SEC teams in the national championship. So they might make the case LSU one, Bama four, so they play each other again. You know what I mean? A a rematch, and then that way there's not two SEC teams, and then you got Ohio State Clemson in the the, the second game. And that that spreads out the money a little bit, you know, from from the different regions. Right. Um, Which I I like that. The game's in New Orleans. So maybe, again, another all-SEC championship, just like it was in Atlanta, isn't a bad bad bet for uh, those that are cashing the paychecks. If somehow somehow OU Alabama makes it to that championship game in New Orleans – I think that's a road trip we're willing to make from here in Arkansas. Oh, that would be pretty nice. Um, I'm going to make a bold prediction. September 21st, between the hedges, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish are going to come out with a three-point victory over the Georgia Bulldogs. That, that is boldest bold. prediction. That boldest one of the year. That's a bold move, Cotton. <laughs> see how that plays out. We will see how that plays out. Are, are we forgetting anybody in the top ten? Is there um, anybody that could el- that could, el- could take – the fourth spot? Uh, well, I don't think so. LSU, OU, so, if so they're right there. Now, right now it's, it's, it's Clemson, Bama, LSU, Georgia, Ohio State, Georgia. Uh, OU, Notre Dame. That's the top seven. Yeah. Uh, number eight, I don't remember who number eight is. It's Michi- Michigan's nine or ten. Florida's in the top ten. Still. Auburn, I think, is eight. Auburn, Auburn, maybe. Yeah, so – I don't know. I I think the road's too tough for Auburn. I you know uh, they haven't shown me enough, um, and and we're leaving out the pack the Pac twelve again. What happens if if a Pac twelve team w- will say USC goes undefeated, or, or Utah, Oregon's lost. Oh, yeah, so yeah, you got to think Auburn. they're they're gonna they're gonna they they could win out and without some craziness, that Auburn w- loss is gonna look bad because you got to think Auburn's probably <laughs> if Auburn's Auburn they're gonna have two or three losses. You know what I mean? So that's going to put that as even a worse loss. I, I think if maybe if Oregon runs the table 
and had lost to Bama, and then Bama loses to LSU. I mean, maybe there's a scenario, but, I mean, that makes it tough. But if you got a USC team that's uh, undefeated, they're getting in over a one-loss SEC team. They, they have to. Yeah, they would have to, but also you have a one-loss SEC champion. I don't. I still don't see that happening because you have undefeated. You'd have undefeated Ohio State, undefeated uh, Clemson. Clemson, undefeated OU, and then the the SEC. OU's champion. gonna slip up. They're gonna slip up. They're gonna lose the Texas or they're they they, they may be. There's too many scenarios. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll it's see when it's we too get early there. in the season. But huh? but right now that's where we're at. Yep. I agree on the OU thing. I think if they don't lose to Texas, they um. I think they there's a chance they lose to Oklahoma State. It's at Oklahoma State, I believe. Um, I could be wrong. Um, so let me double check that. Ooh, that would be a good one. I think at Oklahoma State. I mean, they're not a terrible team. No, and they always play OU tough. And they always play. Yeah, uh, Texas Tech is another one. They always play OU tough. And so I mean, Iowa State. I don't think goes to OU and beats. Yeah, it's at Oklahoma State. Yep. So, so. I think. The only two that they could lose would be Texas and Oklahoma State. So. Are we going to go ahead and do it a, a, uh, after the first two weeks a uh, Heisman Trophy? Let's let, let's do up. that next week. Let's, okay, yeah. Let's do let's do this week three. Long. Let's see. Let, 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 let's get to uh, let's get to week three. We'll do next week. We'll do Heisman, and then the week after that, we'll do another uh, college football playoff and, and see where we're at. And we'll just kind of alternate the weeks, but. Anyways, guys, hey, thanks for listening to uh, this uh, week three picks and some of our uh, predictions for the playoffs. Uh, Caleb, tell them where they can find us. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Kick Number Six Podcast. That's right, at Kick Number Six Podcast. You can, podcast find, you can on find Twitter. this on Spotify. Tell your friends, tell your buddies. You got any questions for us? Tweet at us. Call us. Text us. You know how to get a hold of us. But um, anyways, I'm Nate. I'm Jake. And I'm Caleb. All right, we'll see you next time. Thanks, guys.